0: everybody hope you're having a great day so far come on can we give Jesus some praise this morning awesome well hey we're so glad that you're here and uh, I just want to reinforce what the video said about next steps if you want to get in the game and you want to find out more about who we are we actually have it happening right after this service at 11 o'clock so if they, if you're interested in that please let us know I want to mention one other thing real quick before we get into the word this morning I'm excited about this new series that we're starting, but I'm I'm really excited about this special thing that we do every year. And uh although we are no longer meeting in, in Pea Ridge Elementary, we are still going to be doing the school supply drive for the teachers uh this week. Uh the, the difference is you got one week instead of like three. so, so. If when you leave here today, if you can go by the Connect desk, you'll find a small list of just items that that would bless them. And what we'd like for you to do is grab a list, take it with you, pick up the supplies, bring them back next Sunday. They'll be due next Sunday. When are they due? next Sunday, and then we're going to deliver those to the school and bless the teachers because it's just a simple way for us to, uh, to love people and to show uh, the love and hope of Jesus. Amen? So we would love for you to participate in that. So, hey, why don't we bow our heads? I'm going to pray, and uh, we're going to start this new series this morning. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. So we just pray, Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and uh, just help us to really lean in this morning and to hear Uh, from you. So we love you. We give this time to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Hey, turn to your neighbor and tell them, you look like you lost a couple pounds. (laughs) So as you can see, this new series, which is titled What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do, Uh, I I personally think this is a timely series, uh, and I think it's relevant. And uh, I think it'll be encouraging to you. So I, I posed the question on Facebook, and some of you were real generous to respond. What do you think about, or maybe what's, your, maybe what's your expression when you don't know what to do? And some of you kindly gave us some beautiful gifts that I think I have that I can share with you. Yep, yeah, maybe that's you. I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to try to fake it till I make it. Yep, yeah, uh, or maybe you're the next person. Yep, yeah, just, just kind of trying to figure it out a little bit. Trying to put on a smile. Yep. You ever been stuck before? Like really stuck. And when, and when you get stuck, it's like you really, and especially when there's not a way out. I remember when I was young, we, we, I actually grew up in Pensacola, and so uh, I remember Hurricane Aaron because it was kind of not too bad, so we, we, we stuck that one out. Although we went for two weeks without power, uh, that, was, that was really fun. But I, I remember when Hurricane Opal was coming. And that was the big one. Like, like we, my family, we were from Georgia. So we're not like, we, we weren't like hurricane warriors where it's like, no matter what happens, we're staying. Like, when we saw that it was a five coming this way, we're like, we ain't doing that. So we got in the car, and we were going to get out of town. And I, it was like, it took 10 minutes to hit bumper-to-bumper traffic. So we're sitting in a car, knowing that we need to get to our family in northern Georgia. That's where we were headed. But we were in bumper-to-bumper for an hour, and then two hours, and then three hours, and then four hours, and then five hours, and we were like an hour away (laughs) at that point. And I remember a moment where we knew we were going to be bumper-to-bumper the whole way up, which, by the way, it took us 17 hours to get up there. But there was a moment where we were running out of gas, and there were no gas stations open anywhere. Like, it had been shut down and I remember like, watching my mom and dad, like, what are we going to do? Like, we are potentially about to get stuck and have to actually watch this storm follow right behind us as we were stuck in this traffic. So I, it's no fun when you're in a moment where you're stuck and you don't know what to do. And if, if you haven't really thought about it or, or really considered it, when I, when I saw this news article that I'll, I'll, I threw it up a few weeks ago, I want to throw it up again this was just a moment where I took a step back, and I was like, man, like, we've, it's true. We've never been here before, and not only do we feel stuck as a group of people who are going through something together, like, I, I think just in the, in the summertime in general, you know, we're kind of going through the summer slums, and, and I just think there's just a general consensus going on these days where people just kind of feel stuck, or people just kind of feel like, man, there's just, I'm just not Experiencing the life that I wanted to experience in 2020, and I'm ready for 2021. Anybody else in here feel that way? Well, I think the th- I think it can also be true about our spiritual lives. I-, I think when we when we have challenges in our life and we've got things going on, it's also easy for us to drift a little bit spiritually as well. You know, there's there's this concept. Um, if you're a- if you're if you've ever been sailing before, you might be familiar with this. But there's this place right along the equator called the doldrums. And it's this place where there's literally no wind. So if you see that red line right there, that's called the doldrums. And if you're in a boat and you're sailing and you somehow drift into the doldrums, you got a big problem because there is literally no wind. And many people actually who've gotten stuck in that have actually just stayed there and never get out. And I think it's a great analogy because sometimes in our life, whether we have circumstances like we do now or, or just the, the, maybe the kind of being in maintenance mode and just existing, we find ourselves drifting into these doldrums. And what can eventually happen is we feel stuck. We feel like our, our spiritual, the spiritual wind in our life has just died away, and we feel like we're just stuck and we're not going anywhere. So we start to drift and then we end up in this doldrum, and then now we feel stuck, no air, no wind. And so I, I want to talk about for the next few weeks, like, what do we do when we're not quite sure what to do? How do we approach this season? How do we move forward? How do we, how do we get through it? And, and, and more importantly, how do we hold on to our spiritual well-being? So I want to go to what, what we're going to call our theme passage. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to, uh, to Hebrews 10. And we're a technology-friendly church, so if you've got your iPad, your iPhone, or you can use your eyelids up on the screen up here. <laughs> so in Hebrews 10, verse 22, and I really want you, to, I want you to read through this a couple times in the next few weeks as we go through this series. This really is going to be our, our journey that we, we will take. It says, "'Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings.'" approaching. There's a phrase that continues to show up in each verse. It's a phrase that is really powerful, a phrase that I think we need to really take a moment and just, just let it sink in. And it's this phrase, let us. Let us. Let us draw near to God. Let us hold unswervingly let us spur one another on. Let us hold on to this faith that we have professed. So I want to focus just for a few minutes. I'm going to skip to verse 25. I want to, I want to talk for just a few minutes today about verse 25. And I want to lay a foundation that we'll work from for the next few weeks. But in 25, in a, a different translation, it says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now, That the day of his return is drawing near. And I just have a a one point message today, all right? So just one point. I want you to just hold on to this one point. I want you to take it with you. I want you to remember it. This is going to set the tone for this whole series. The bottom line of today's message is we can't afford to trade quarantine for community, we can't afford to. Can I tell you something? There are much worse things than catching a virus. There's a lot worse things that can be happening in our life. There's a lot worse things that can be happening in our lives spiritually. And when we get to this place where we have just not been in community, and we're not meeting together, we're not spending time together, there's something that's far more dangerous that can happen. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be taking the appropriate measures. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be careful, that we shouldn't be wise, because that, that, those are all good things that we should. But if we're not careful, if we neglect the meeting of, together, the, the being in community together, even if it's just a Zoom call, whatever, whatever method you have to utilize, we can't trade quarantine for community. We need community. If you look all throughout Scripture, one of the main themes that you'll find is the theme that God made us to do life together. He didn't, he didn't make us to do life separate. He didn't make us to do it on our own. There's actually power when we are together. And I don't know about you, but this has been going on for a while now, and I, I find myself looking back over the past few months and saying, man, it's been really challenging to hold on to community. It's been really challenging to hold on to relationships. And because I'm around my kids all the time, and it's been summer mode since March, I have a hard time loving those that are closest to me. (laughs) That's a community issue. (laughs) Lord Jesus, please let them go back to school soon. We have to fight for community. We have to fight for it. We have to make a decision that we're not going to let the circumstances destroy our sense of community. Like, I mean, we're the church. We're the body of Christ. Like, we are built on community. We are built on being one body. Like, this is a core thing that we believe that is is critical to us living the life that God's called us to live. And what I want to challenge you to this morning is as we begin to think about this concept in this series, and as you can tell, we're gonna talk a lot about together. Let us. What would it look like if you if we begin to take responsibility for each other? Where we look 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 at our brother or our sister or, or someone that we know is on the fringe. Or someone who's just not quite connected like they once were. Like, like, what would it look like if we took responsibility for each other and said, you know what? I'm not going to let them drift. I'm not going to let them fall out of community. I'm not going to let them stay on the fringe. You know, if you look around in the room this morning, like, there, there's a lot of new faces, which is amazing, and I'm so glad to see it. But there's also a lot of people who are not here. And some have legitimate reasons for that, and, and, and some don't. And... As a church, I'm just convinced like it's time to, to, to start reaching out to those people on the fringe. It's time to start pulling people into community. And they may not come to a weekend service, and that's okay, but we have groups right around the corner. And I, and I just think that if we would not only fight for community on behalf of our own well-being, but that we would fight for community on behalf of other people. We gotta fight for community for it to stay central to our faith. We have to take responsibility for each other. So the first thing that we've got to do when we when we don't know what to do, the first thing we got to do is stay together. We got to be in community together. We got to take responsibility for each other. We got to fight for community. Somebody say fight. We got to fight for community. And then the next thing is this. I love this story in 2nd Chronicles where we see this scenario where once again the Israelite nation they are under attack. They have a common enemy that's coming against them that they have no chance to beat on paper. They're outnumbered. It looks really bad. And if you just take the, the war aspect out of it, maybe you put what we're, what we're going through now in its place, like you can kind of feel where, maybe where they were coming from, this idea of like we're surrounded on all sides. We don't know what to do. We don't know how we're going to get through this. We don't know how much worse it's going to get. And they actually just come out and say it. We have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. And this is, I love this phrase right here. I'd mark it, highlight it, take a picture of it. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. That's it. So we need each other. We need community. We need to be in relationship with each other. But also in addition to that, and, and, and even more importantly, is re- realizing, recognizing the need for us to have our full dependence on God. Like all of our dependence, like that's where we go to, is that we're depending on God to meet our needs. We're depending on God to get us through. We're depending on God to get us through these tough circumstances. And that's why it's no coincidence that tomorrow morning we're going to start 21 days of prayer. And so I think it's a perfect opportunity for not only for us to seek after God, in the beginning of that passage in Hebrews 10 says, Let us draw near. Because you're right, we may not know what to do, we may not have all the answers, but we kind of do know what to do. We need to draw near to God. So this is a perfect opportunity for us to draw near to God, but to do it together. Let us, let us seek God together in these 21 days. And maybe you're in a place where you're like, I I don't really know how to pray really well. I always feel like I'm doing it wrong. (laughs) Or I don't have time to, my my, my schedule's so busy. I just don't know when I'm going to have time to commit to something like this. It is a challenge to be consistent. I want you to press in. I want you to go for it. We're going to pray together every day for 21 days. And can I just can I just make a few suggestions? First, we have those prayer guides out in the lobby. I want you to take one with you. Those those are they're phenomenal resources. If you're someone who kind of says, I don't really know what to pray or It's kind of like I pray for like two minutes and then I'm I'm tapped. I ain't got nothing else to say. Like I don't know how you guys pray for 10, 20, 30 minutes. Some of you prayer warriors that pray for hours, I don't even, I can't even begin to understand how you do it. Well, that prayer guide will, will really get you started and get you started well. There's many different ways. There's many different templates that are all based on scripture. And I would encourage you to really like make this a time where your prayer life really begins to thrive and it begins to go really well and you begin to actually see god draw near to you in response of you drawing near to him that's what the scriptures tell us that if we want god to be close to us if we want him to draw near to us we got to draw near to him first so we're going to seek him together we're going to do that devotional on facebook every morning for, tw- for 21 days we're not going to do it on sunday morning of course because you guys will be coming in here but we're going to do it every other day We're going to push it back to 7 in the morning, which I know for some of us, we're really depressed about that. But we thought that it'd probably be best to do it earlier because before you get into your routine and before you you go off to work, like this is a time before your day gets started to, to seek Him first. There's something really powerful about seeking Him first. When you give Him the first part, it blesses the rest. When you give Him the first part, your priorities are straightened for the rest of the day. And God doesn't mind us having other loves. He doesn't, ha- he doesn't mind us having other things that we're interested in, but he, he wants to be first. He wants to be first on your list. And so here's what I want to challenge you to. I know this is probably, for some of us, we're going to feel like it's asking too much or that I'm, I'm, I'm asking for, I'm, 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 it's a very lofty goal maybe for you. Here's what, I want to, here's what I want to challenge you to. For the next 21 days, I want you to spend one hour with God every morning. I know it's hard. I know we got a lot of things to do. For me, that means getting up before the sun is up. Because I've got little children that wake up real early and they ain't having that. They need, they, they're in charge. So I got to get up really, really early. But I'm telling you, what, what, what do you think would happen to your spiritual life if you were able to spend one hour with Jesus every morning for these next 21 days? Just imagine how the dynamic of your relationship with God would change. And I want you to try it. I, I, I could have just said 10, 15 minutes, which seems much more attainable and much more user-friendly. <laughs> but I really want us to go for it. I want you to make the sacrifice. I want you to make it count. And, and just to be honest with you, like I said, I know that for some of us, we're like, man, what are you supposed to do for an hour? So I want to tell you what I do. I just start with some worship music. I just turn some worship, worship music on. I get some coffee, some Jehovah Java, if you know what I'm talking about. takes me a little while before I'm ready to read and to pray so I just listen to some worship music and I just worship drink some coffee, worship, drink some coffee worship and then at some point I'll read at some point I'll pray and if you read a little bit and you worship a little bit and you pray a little bit and, and by the way prayer is not just you talking kind of supposed to be a conversation and if you feel like well I'm I'm not I don't God doesn't speak to me or I don't hear God speaking well it's because we got a lot of noise going on around us and if you find yourself sitting in an isolated place where it's quiet and you can focus you would be amazed at how much you'll begin to hear God he does speak but it's that still small voice so I, I don't mean to raise the bar to a point where you don't feel like you can attain it but I think you can do it and I think if you'll, if you'll give it a shot and you'll, you'll give it your best effort maybe for you it's 30 minutes maybe for you it is 10 minutes but I'm convinced that God would he would much rather have you give him five minutes than no minutes at the beginning of the day so let us let us fight for community Fight for each other. Take responsibility for each other. Who's that person who hasn't been here in a while and you know it and you need to call them this week and say, hey, we missed you. Where are you at? Okay, you're not comfortable coming, but hey, let's get coffee this week. Let's get lunch this week. Let's get on Zoom if that's what it takes. Taking responsibility for each other. And then we have this perfect opportunity to do 21 days of prayer. Maybe you want to do some fasting in that but I want to challenge you to give the first part of your day every day for 21 days to the King of Kings and I think what you'll find as you begin to to do it and be repetitive and be consistent these are going to be some of the sweetest times you've ever had with the Lord and if you do it for 21 days you technically have a habit and then you'll get so into it that you won't want to stop So that's my challenge to you. Do the best you can. We're going to do it together. We'll do our devotional at 7 in the morning. The good news is it'll be archived, so if you wake up really late or you can't get to it, you can always watch it later on in the day, but it'd be really great for us to do this together. We've got to hold on to community. We've got to do this together, and we've got to seek God. We may not know what to do. We may not know all the decisions that we need to make, but there's a couple things that we know we should do, right? So let's bow our head for just a minute, and I, I just want you to consider this. I want you to think about this 21 days thing. I want you to, I want you to think about your relationship with God right now. I want, you to think about, I want you to think about your life right now, the things that you're struggling with, the things that you're going through the decisions that you know you need to make. Some of us are looking for clarity on decisions that we may need to make. Some of us are looking for clarity on some things that just aren't really clear right now. Some of us need some breakthroughs in our lives. Some of us have some financial problems. We have some health issues. We have some relational issues. And you may not know what to do. You know, there might be some of you in the room who... You're going to have to do homeschooling and you are like, I I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how we're going to make it. But we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus. We're going to fight for each other, fight for community. And maybe for some of you, your your next step is to actually enter into community. You've You've been watching from afar. You've been sitting on the sidelines. You've been kicking the tires. It's time to get in time to get into the game. It's time to get into relationships with other people. That's why we do, we do next steps. We don't do next steps because we need another program to do. We do it because we want people to get connected into the life of the church. So I just want to pray for you this morning. I'm going to pray that God does something special in your life over this series, over these 21 days, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to just prayerfully consider how you want to participate in this. Maybe you do want to do some fasting, maybe, maybe you just want to grab that prayer guide and you want to try that out. And but I want you to give the first part of your day to Jesus every day for twenty-one days, and I, I guarantee you he will not let you down. And then lastly, if you're if you're in here this morning and Maybe the thing that you're taking from all of this conversation is you're recognizing your need for for Jesus, your need for actually having a relationship with God. Maybe maybe you don't have a relationship with God. Or maybe you had one before and it's, it's gone cold and you just feel like you don't even know him anymore. Can I tell you something? Like, he's not shaming you. He's not condemning you He is a loving Father who would love nothing more than to enter into that relationship once again. So if you need to re-engage with God this morning, I want you to pray that prayer. I want you to just ask Him to come back into your life, to ask Him to to meet you where you are, to maybe forgive you this morning. We've all fallen short. We've all sinned, but God is faithful. Romans 10.9 says... If you just simply declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you need to call on the name of the Lord this morning, if you need to enter into a relationship with him or you need to recommit your life to him, a simple prayer and a a, a changing of your heart is what it takes. So whatever your prayer needs to be this morning, maybe you're receiving Jesus for the first time or you're re-engaging him because it's been a while or, or you're recognizing your need to just seek him first, to stop looking everywhere else for the answers and to start looking to him for the answer. So Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord, that you love us, that you care for us so much that you know every detail of every life, every person in this room, you know what we're going through, you know what we're thinking, you know what we're feeling, and you are a loving Father who would love nothing more than to support us, to give us peace, to give us hope, to give us some joy. It's it's really easy in 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 the way things are going today to just not have any joy at all, but you are ready and willing just to give us pure joy. It's only found in you. So we thank you, Lord, that you've given us this family. That your desire for us is to exist in a community of brothers and sisters who look after each other, who encourage each other, who do life together. And we thank you, Lord, that when we call, you listen. When when we call, you answer. So we're going to go after you. We don't know what to do. We don't know all the decisions that need to be made exactly, but we're going to just fix our eyes on you knowing that you're going to give us wisdom, guidance, and your presence. So we love you this morning, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to do. We worship you this morning. We love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together.